Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, beautiful human. Hi. I'm here. You can't see me behind my mic, but Ash Nico is going to be here at any second. Please soak in this conversation. We're going to get to know the real Ash Nico. Okay. Ash Nico's here. Let's do this. You know what's pretty cool is seeing uh, a human being who I've soaked in your art now for quite some time, like a lot of people, and I've watched a lot of your music videos, and I really had no idea what to expect. And one of my great fears was that I was going to, like, talk to the character that is Ash Nico. Like, you would come on here with, like, X's instead of your eyes. And but the reality is you are very normal. Your mom is very normal. Your chin up bar is very normal. I know, I know. I'm so sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> I'm normal. It's being her is expensive. It's expensive and very time consuming. I can't be her all the time. How way too much, like too many looks for me to keep up. How good does that feel? Or, or a question. So, was there ever a part of you while you were creating Ashnika that maybe felt like this was a uh, something that you would have to keep up? consistently or did you always know when you were building this thing that this was two sides and there was going to be an on and off switch to it well i think anyone who um values their mental health knows how to establish an on and off switch a little bit i think otherwise honestly if i was ash nico all the time i would go crazy she has too much energy. I would be constantly depleted of energy. I would like, it's not sustainable for normal life. So I'm now, I'm now chilling. I'm at home. I'm chilling. I'm like only wearing like sweatsuits and like laying on the couch. Um, last night I showed my little brother watched Napoleon Dynamite for the first time ever. Wow. Just a tiny little baby. Um, what a proud moment for you as a big sister to pass that tradition along to him. <laughs> he loved it. I think he loved it. There's a pile of shoes that are really bothering me. I need to move them. Hold on. Oh, that made the whole, everything's different now. Okay. This is, it's better vibes without the shoes, right? You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I, when you were moving in, I was like, oh, it's not going to make any difference. But the truth is, it is a cleaner line. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It, 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 is, it is clean and it doesn't distract from the art, which is beautiful. My mom, my mom's a painter. So, oh, this is my mother's. Wow. Yes. And 
Did she paint when you were growing up? Yes. When I was a little kid, she's going to love me talking about this. She's probably listening around the corner like a spy. Um, she is. She's just in here. Um, she, like, painted a magical fairy forest on my wall as a kid. My little brother got, he got airplanes. Um, what did get? Nothing. Oh, you got Dragon's Fire and Ice. Sorry, I just said my little brother's name. I'm trying to keep him on the DL. Redacted. Redacted. Redacted got Fire and Ice. Um, he goes by Redacted? Is that what you're... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's his name. <laughs> what do you think that fairy wall, uh, that, that fairy mural on your wall kind of... I mean, maybe it's connected to what I'm looking at now and this persona that you created. Definitely, for sure. My mom used to make, um, we used to make fairy houses. My mom's, my mom's probably over here like sobbing, tearing <laughs> up that I'm talking about this. Um, yeah, I think we just did a lot of crafts and a lot of like make believe and fantastical things. Um, she definitely fostered that creativity in us, in me. Um, Definitely made me want to be creative for the rest of my life. So, yeah. Thanks, Mom. What are the similarities between Ash and Ash Nico? I think we're both quite uh, outgoing. I think I wish I had her unwavering confidence, but I don't because I'm a human being. I like to, I like to use swear words. <laughs> So, yeah. We have a lot in common. I am her. I am her. She is me. It's just sometimes I like to be like, okay, let's chill out now. Let's, like, not wear makeup for, like, two months and just chill and not not have pigtails that weigh your same body weight just, just for a little bit. I, I, I'm just so fascinated by how she came to be. But you are alone fascinating because you don't spend your whole life in America, right? You go to Estonia and then you live in Latvia and then you live in London for a little bit. Is this all correct? So I grew up in North Carolina, real Southern girl. And then when I was 13, I moved to Estonia for one year. And then I moved to Latvia for the rest of high school. Um, and then from Latvia, I moved to London. And now I split my time between London and the United States. How cool is that? Like, what an amazing access to a bunch of different cultures that so few people have access to. Do, do, do you get that? Yeah, I think for a while it was like, I'm having an identity crisis. Um, I got lipstick on my teeth. <laughs> they look good. Make sure the people know. Wait. Okay. It's gone. We're good. <laughs> um, what was the question? Oh, yeah. I think for a while it was like, I'm having an identity crisis. I think my accent definitely reflects that. A lot of people make fun of me. And they're like, you sound English, kind of. Um, but then sometimes my southern twang comes out. And then, like, I was also, like, raised in Eastern Europe. So I just, it was, it was definitely... Um, a crisis for me at one point but now I have as you said I appreciate the amount of cultures I have been exposed to growing up um, and it has been nice to 
to live between two places. My heart is split in half. You, you get a good understanding of human nature by mm-hmm. being exposed to so many different cultures like that. Kind of. I mean, in a way, like, dude, people in North Carolina are hella different than the people in Latvia or London. <laughs> yeah, definitely quite different culturally. I um, So I spent the majority of high school just, like, either, like, silent because no one wanted to speak with me in English or, like, putting on a little show trying to be like, look at me, I'm American. Um, so it was one of the two. But I think, You stand out as the only American. Yeah, I mean, by, I mean, that's just how it was because I was the only American pretty much in the whole country, me and my brothers. Um, so just naturally just stood out that fact alone. But, uh, yeah, I guess it does teach you a lot about human nature to be watching. I was always watching everyone in class, always on the fringes, watching. watching performing. Class. Yes, or performing. Cue the jazz hands. Zero in between? I don't, I don't think so. It was, like, silence, always watching people, or being, like, I'm going to put on a little show for y'all. I don't know. I've always been like that. I don't know why. But, yeah, there was no in-between because of the language barrier. At what point is Ashaniko born, then? Like, what, what age? Do you remember? Yes, I do remember. <sighs> I think talking about myself in third person. <laughs> this is the decline. Well, um, like, when, does the, when do you realize this other side of you or this part of you that you can grow and expand on or – I'm going to put a pillow under my butt. I'm sorry. I'm just constantly moving around. Everything no, comfort needs to be perfect. Is key. I, need, I need perfection. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I really okay. like the fishnets. Thank Which, you. I have so many. Pretty f- cool. And I'm wearing my little brother's shirt that I was like, can I cut this up? And Redacted said yes. Yeah, Redacted said yes. It's from when the Carolina Panthers... Thought they were going to win the Super Bowl and they didn't, but it's still <laughs> champions. <laughs> and it was your hair. I was like, I was like, listen, give me something that doesn't fit. I'm going to cut it up. This was like 30 minutes ago. So this is a fresh look. Well, thank you so much. One to one. Just for you. Um, Ash Nico, you're in high school because you're still fairly young. Like you're 24 years old. So yes. High school is not that long ago. So is Ashniko born in London? Is she born in uh, Latvia? Is she born in North Carolina? Man, you're really making me do some deep thinking today. Let me see. Okay. Um, when do you start to, to create music? That's, that's the better question, right? Because it starts with songs and I want to yeah. make music as opposed to a character. The name Ashniko was born... Mom, what are you doing? You being loud. <laughs> um, are you guys gonna keep this in here? I hope so. Um, I the name Ashniko was born when I was like fourteen or fifteen. My grandpa used to call me Ashnik because my full name is Ashton Nicole, and then Ashnik turned into Ashniko. I think it was like a screen name or something. Was it my MSN screen name? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, 
but it was a screen name somewhere. Maybe it was like Tumblr. I don't know. But Ashnika was born the name. I just really wanted to have an, a nickname, and I I wanted I wanted I gave myself my own nickname. Um, and then I started making music at fifteen. Uh, bad music, really bad music, like horrible, just like trash, trash, trash songs. I listen to them now, and I have to like. Is this pre sass pancakes? Are we talking about like crocodile? Yes, uh, that. But even before crocodile, um, that's crazy. You know that. Stop. Stop digging up songs. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it was before then. I made like a bunch of trash songs. I've made so I made hundreds of trash songs. You have to make the bad ones though. That's yeah, that's the process, right? Yeah, it is. Like I feel very strangely about about people having songs released like demos after they die. It's like they probably didn't want that out. So what are you doing? I don't know. And, and by the way, very common and is uh, being talked about all the all the time. Um, yeah. Do you remember the first time you created a song that you were like, yeah, this is good? Mm, yeah. I'm scared, though. I'm scared to talk about it because I'm scared it's somewhere on the internet and people are going to find it. But um, whatever. I um, So I wrote a diss record, a diss song over the Pharaoh Monk Simon Says me. <laughs> and I was like, this is the hottest in the world. This is amazing you've like broken new ground here you are the best in the world um and i just just threw it on the youtube threw that on soundcloud and i was like take my gifts please this is the best thing i was like 15. who are you dissing some girl in my class (laughs) i had a lot to be mad at at 15 obviously um no yeah it was just like a lot of like teenage angst i don't know i was like no one talked to me so what i don't even know what why i was mad There's, they weren't even doing anything but ignoring me um so yeah and I, I was like this will show them um, did it show them yeah i mean i like in latvia they were like who is this random american girl who's rapping this is really strange <laughs> Um, yeah, it showed, it showed them. It showed them. Zach Sang Show. Yo, beautiful human, I'm hitting pause real quick to tell you about Jackbox Games. I'm obsessed. Jackbox Games actually brought me and my friends closer together because it doesn't matter where we are, we can play. We can be in the same room or we can be over text or video chat. It doesn't matter. You can still play Jackbox Games. It, it's so freaking cool. They just released a new party pack, Party Pack 7. It's jam-packed with five unique games guaranteed to bring laughter, joy, and fun to your friends or to your family this holiday season. You got to play with those you care about because it's just guaranteed fun. Play my favorite, Quip Clash 3. You, your friends, your family battle head-to-head to answer these questions. Whoever has the funniest, wittiest answer wins or y'all can channel your inner artist with champed up you'll be uh taking on other players to see if your hero will become the champion or you can try to survive the collaborative chaos that is the devil and the details you and your friends must work together to complete tasks before time runs out jackbox games is everywhere that you are they're on stem for windows or mac 
You can also get them on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, your iPad, or your smartphone, or any web-enabled device. You need three to eight players to take part in Jackbox games, but up to 10,000 people could be watching. I'm telling you, Jackbox games is the most fun, and you should try it out this holiday season. When you're with your family and your friends, play Jackbox games. You won't regret it. If you want to learn more, jackboxgames.com. Go there. Zach Sancho. Why was wrapping your vehicle? Um, I think I, I mean, like a lot of women that I looked up to growing up were rappers. And like, I was very enticed and drawn in by the confidence of like Lil' Kim and Nicki Minaj and um, Missy Elliott. I was just like so in awe of this like feminine just goddess energy that was emanating out of these songs and i think my little lanky um awkward 15 year old self was like i need to be confident so i'm gonna rap (laughs) that for me was that equaled confidence um i also yeah, I don't know. I think I have a pretty good tone, maybe. Not when I was 15, but yeah, I thought it sounded good. So, just like, let's do this. That's really cool. <laughs> do you feel like today you're confident because of the music you put out? Because of the music I put out. I would say I am confident in the music I'm putting out now, but everything up until, like, my Hi, It's Me EP, I'm just, I can't even listen to it. I can't even perform it. I just, it hurts me. I just, I have to lay down and... and Why does it hurt you? I don't, I get really bad, like, embarrassment and secondhand embarrassment for other people. So when it's me, like, I'm like a super, super perfectionist. If, like, if I, if one thing is wrong, it'll bother me forever. It, like, the whole song is ruined because I, my tone wasn't right in this one syllable. It'll bother, it'll bother me forever. I ruined my own life with my perfectionism. But at one point, it was perfect enough to put out. Or do you feel like you just had to put something out? Or your level of perfect, your your definition of perfect has changed? My definition of perfect has definitely changed. It's always changing. Even the music I'm about to put out, it's not even out yet. And I can't even, I listen to it now and I'm like, ah! Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, I really like the song Sass Pancakes. Listen, my son, hold your tits when you run. I felt that. <laughs> I don't run much, but when I do, I definitely got to band-aid up and also hold them in place. Oh, my God. 18-year-old me was so sassy. Yeah, there's some, there's some zingers on there for sure. Um, but listening back to Sass Pancakes now, I'm just like, <laughs> um. But there are some zingers for sure. For sure there are. What are you thinking over there, Daniel? I just see him conspiring. No, I'm just waiting my turn. Um, what, <laughs> what is it about like blood and gory things that you like so much? This is going to sound weird, but I think it looks pretty. I just like gooey things. So you don't lie when you say you like the taste of blood? No, I don't like the taste of blood. Well, you, technically you like the fashion taste of blood. I love it for fashionable aesthetic reasons. I don't know. I just like gooey, gooey things. There's this horrible, horribly violent 
um, I gotta find it. There's this horribly violent Korean film called, what is it? Itchy the Killer. Have you seen that? Itchy the Killer. <laughs> what do you think? No, I missed that one. Oh yeah, no, sorry. It's a it's a Japanese action crime film called Itchy the Killer. And it is so bloody. It's so traumatic. The whole film is just trauma, triggering the whole film. But there's so much blood, and I just think it's just, I just thought it was so beautiful. I just thought it was so beautiful. I don't know. The blood are you, beautiful. are you into movies like Human Centipede? Do you know that movie? I feel like you're into those type of things. For the lulls, definitely. Yes. Human Centipede. We should recreate that in a music video. That is such a good idea. Um, mm. But I'm sure I'd like to be a part of the centipede. <laughs> I love that. I um. Yeah, I definitely don't actually like horror films, which I got roasted for on a daily basis. I don't like horror because my anxiety is at such a such a high level that horror films just make me feel even more anxious. It's more about someone said it the other day. I like to be the the creator of horror. I like to I like to create the horror in my own music videos. Yeah. So do you like do you have a human being that you collaborate with, a team that you collaborate with on bringing the score to life because I mean or, or do you just sit around and think about how bloody you can go? Like <laughs> I have people that I work with. Um I like for the gore that that comes from my little noggin. Um for my last video, Halloween E3, Seven Days, I made that with one of my good friends. His name is Basso, and he um, he and I came up with that together. Um, but there's, there's a scene at the end where I'm wearing a latex headpiece that looks like my pigtails, and I'm writhing around in blood and cake, and by the end of it, like the blood and cake was so mixed together that it looked like I was writhing around in diarrhea, um, to, which was like very aesthetically pleasing to me in a way. In Halloween, you also say that you bathed in menstrual blood. Yes, yes. What's more metal than getting your period? Nothing. I I've never had one, so I don't know. There's nothing. I'm telling you now. Getting your period. Super metal. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, menstrual blood. Free bleed, baby. Free bleed. <laughs> Free bleed, baby. Amen. Amen. I mean, is there any nerves that go on in your head before saying something like that in a song that lives forever? Or is it just like, was there like a moment where you're like, okay, nothing's off the table, zero forgiven. What I mm. feel, what I think is what I say and what lives. Yes. So my my mother when I was first starting out was like, "Do you have to talk about your vagina?" She was like, "Do you have to say it? Do you need to say this? Do you have to mention poop?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, mom. I have to mention sh Okay, it's important to me that I mention sh blood and my vagina." I, I need, I, I have no, I have no filter when it comes to that. 
lyrically. Um, yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I just am not embarrassed. I agree. Is it real yeah. life? Uh, what's, what is real life? Do you share that stuff because it is real life? Like, dude, I make the argument all the time and forever Dan has been telling me not to talk about like, like, like going number two, going poop on the radio. <laughs> and, for, and for years I fought him um, because we all do it. You know, we all bleed. We all, we all vomit. We all cry. No, there's <laughs> There, there's Don't a difference. All at once. There's a difference. I love poop talk. Everyone enjoys poop talk. But when we're going on the radio talking to families with kids, I don't think they want to hear. I'm afraid. You know that. So it's a part of life. Okay, show me a kid that doesn't, and I'll, I'll and that kid deserves to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. You know? <laughs> it. It's normal if you don't if you do it. It, it. By the way, it's not normal if you don't poop. You should get that checked out. <laughs> I'm just saying there's sometimes a time and place for it and you can't go on the radio seven nights a week and talk about sh- No, the time and place is in the Nash Nico record, I guess. And <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now, baby. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I did hear you once say that one of your favorite words is like butthole or something. It is, for sure. It rolls off the tongue really nice. Say it. Like ten times fast. Butthole, 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 butthole. Butthole, 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 butthole. I guess I'll go too. Butthole, 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 butthole. Wow, that felt good actually. Well, has there ever been a lyric where you wrote it and you're like, okay, this is where I got to draw the line. This is too much. Okay, there was like, okay, like after. My first viral hit. You're talking about uh, stupid? Yes. Um, after that, like, there was, like, I feel like this happens to every artist that this happens to. There's, there's like, okay, you were just having fun. Like, everyone treats you like before that, you were just having fun. And now this is serious business. And uh, now we got to really make a career out of this. You got to be a serious artist now. Um, and then a lot of people forget that what made them who they are and what brought them to that level was just being themselves. So just continue being yourself. So for like a few months after that, I was just having this huge crisis. I was like, oh my God, I need to make pop songs. I was like, to like censor myself and be... Fill a, fill a formula. Yeah, I was like, I need to do the formula. And then I came to my senses and I was like, oh, don't worry about it. You're fine. Just keep doing keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, but what, do you only come to your senses after having like a a, a, a few weeks of songs or? Yeah. Like- yeah. Well, so, I mean, not to shade, not to shade the suits, uh, but the suits put me in a lot of sessions. They were like, yeah, you're like a you're a big shot now. We're gonna put you in a lot of big shot sessions, 
you're gonna have the best time ever. You're gonna write your whole album. And I was like, okay. Um, then I went into those sessions and I was just really uncomfortable. And I was like, I wish I was with my friends. Um, and yeah, and then I went and made music with my friends and it was a lot more fun. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't need to put pressure on myself. Very rarely do your songs have numerous writers on them. It's like you, one other person, you, and maybe two other people. And that's like been something that's been on going on for a while. Like it, I, I feel like you don't craft records in big, big rooms. Oh no. I get really uncomfortable. Like, I, I okay. Like writing with me is you have to be a specific type of person. <laughs> you have to be very willing to get shot down to write with me because I, and my friends know this, and this is why I have like a few people that I work with really well because they're like, regardless of what they say, they're not too precious about it because I'll be like, no, it's garbage. It's garbage what you're saying. I want to do it my way. Um, and we're still friends after that, you know, but some people get upset uh -huh. and they really like take it to heart. And I feel like being in a room of people where I didn't feel comfortable saying, oh, I don't like that lyric. Um, yeah, like I've been in rooms before where I didn't feel comfortable saying that. And then we come out of that session with a bad song because everyone's afraid to tell each other that they don't like their lyrics. Totally. They're afraid of each other's feelings. And that's why being comfortable and being able to work with people that you know, like you have the same goal in mind, which is a great product, not making sure that your ego is intact. It's exactly. like, I don't know. That's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long after Stupid takes off and kind of goes viral do you write Daisy? Daisy was already written. Oh, Daisy was already written. Yeah, Daisy was written like that summer. Before. Oh. Yeah, I've been sitting on Daisy for like a hundred years. It's a long time. Yeah, I like I was like stupid was out and I was like, but I have Daisy. I was like, why do you guys like this one? Because um, I I like have all the songs that I I don't know I was when stupid like did his thing I was like okay cool um, but totally unexpected. Um, and I, I was like, I have songs that I'm more proud of that I'm sitting on. But um, how long have you been like timeline wise, even your album, Demi Devil, how long have you been sitting on that? How long has that been finished? Thematically, as a concept, as like that we have all the songs that we know we want to be on there, I think since February of this year. And um, yeah. When did you start it? How many years ago? Uh, I mean, I never, I would love to be the type of person that's like, and now I'm going to write this project and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write it, which is what I'm trying to do with my album. I'm trying to be like, let's all go to a house in the woods and write this album. But um, with Demi Devil, it was like a bunch of songs that I've written over the years that I was like, I have to put these out. So let's put them out. Let's do it. So it, it, wow. So it's span, I mean, it could be three years, four years. Yeah. I'd say the oldest one's probably three years old. Uh, these songs stand the test of time. They feel relevant as no matter Thank how long ago they were cut. That's amazing. I heard you say, so Daisy, that's another alter ego, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So what's the difference between Daisy and then Ash Nico? <sighs> we need to bring my therapist on here. Because you've also said that Ash Nico is not an alter ego. It's like yeah, no. it's two sides of one head or something. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's just like me with like way more energy. Um, she's a little bit more, a little bit more wild, um, and obnoxious, which I still am, but she just has more energy. Uh, Daisy is this, when I was writing it, I had this like graphic novel in mind of Daisy. It's set in the DC universe in Gotham. Um, and I, I, my, some of my favorite graphic novels are the Sandman graphic novels by Neil Gaiman. I love that man so much. <laughs> um, I love Sandman. It's so good. So I kind of imagine Daisy existing on the fringes of the DC universe, but like being her own thing, kind of like Sandman. Um, and Daisy is this vigilante character. Um, and she, she like wears latex and like blue diamonds and like massive platforms, glass platforms with like aquariums in the heel. Um, and she leaves behind daisies as a calling card, kind of like the Joker. And she, she fights crime and she mainly like. I imagine that her main goal is to bring down the patriarchy. Um, and she she just like targets the the Trump-like men of of the world. She leaves behind daisies and that's how you know it was her. Are there more records in Daisy? Like, or is this just like a one and done thing? I'm sure every time I feel like I get really mad and bratty like super bratty super like super dominatrix um like kind of violent that's her so, so is this is the song daisy like her theme song in a I way guess, yeah it is it is because i was thinking about it so i was building out this character so one of my main collaborators is slinger and he is i just like i love writing songs with him um, and we, we, what we do, our songwriting process is we meet up, we meet up and we gossip for an hour. Um, and then we, we gossip for an hour and then we hit the piano and then we all, and then he, and then he just like plays me loads of beats and then we just talk about them. We just like build these little stories. It's, it's, it's quite cool, but, and everything, he really tests me as a songwriter um in a really nice way like every time i'll say a lyric he'll be like yeah but what does that mean like in the grand scheme of every single word in the song what does that mean so we really spent a lot of time crafting this vision are your creative processes different based on who you're collaborating with oh yeah for sure yeah like so with slinger you say he plays you beats and you craft a song out of nothing do those songs i mean like daisies is not pulled from your reality at all you never know (laughs) um you never know no it's not but i would love to believe that i'm a vigilante in the night striking down the patriarchy but a song like stupid or cry is that more pulled from your reality or are you consistently writing from fiction well i mean all songs are kind of just like 
embellishments of what actually happened. It was like pretty normal. Like everyone has heartbreak. Everyone has people who hurt them. Um, I just take them and embellish them and exaggerate them and get really angry. Um, so yeah, stupid was something I wish that I had done, but in all honesty, I spent a lot of my breakup crying and being sad and writing in my diary. Um, so I wish I had been an absolute boss and had just been like, I don't need you. But in actuality, I spent a lot of time crying. So um, does that song come after you spend a lot of time crying and writing in your diary? Yes. I write a lot of songs that are just pep talks to myself. Um, because yeah i think that's what i need music for because that's what i needed it for as a kid so i haven't really grown out of that i need music as a way to make myself feel more confident than i am but this is essentially you writing your own confidence as a as opposed to leeching off somebody else's which you did when you were a kid or or like like does that make like you or you felt somebody like mia's confidence or I mean, at Missy or, you know, anybody you mentioned previously, you felt their confidence, you internalized it and you made it your own and you were able to live that way and exist. Mm-hmm. But this is like, you're essentially writing. I don't know. It's like, yeah. Not- I mean, it's, it's like manifestation. It's your own. Anyone who I would, anyone who comes to me with like, they're like, how are you so confident? I'm like, first off, that is just, you've only you've only come to that conclusion based off of the songs that I'm writing to make myself confident. Um, but my best advice would be to write yourself like a letter of things like you write the way you write it is really important. You write it as if it's already happening as if you already feel this way. Um, and then mentally you have no other option. If you tell yourself this enough times, you have no other option but to fulfill that prophecy in a way. So that's kind of what I was doing with those songs. Do you feel like you take on a relationship differently after you put into the world stupid and write it and release <laughs> it? Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, men are scared of me. <laughs> I mean, should they? they? They probably should, right? <laughs> Men are terrified I'm going to put them in, in, in my songs. Or in a body bag, maybe? <laughs> at, the, at the end of the Genius interview, didn't you sort of say your boyfriend, ex-boyfriend has a small penis? I did, yeah. And he got so mad about that. He was so mad. Oh, I wonder like, why. Yeah, he was, he was really, really upset about me talking about his penis size. Is it that small? I mean, it was small enough for you to mention. Well, it wasn't even small. It was just like I wanted to hurt his feelings. <laughs> well, good job. And I did. <laughs> I hurt his feelings really bad. But he hurt my feelings really bad. And I'm petty. So was stupid about that guy? Yes. Got it. So do you tackle relationship moving forward differently? See, here's the thing about me and relationships. <laughs> Redacted. No comment. Okay, got um, it. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like being in the studio with Grimes? 
I mean, like, what is it? I mean, you made a song with her, right? Cry. Yeah. No, we weren't even in the studio. It was like oh. a coronavirus uh, 2020 link up via the Instagram. Oh, so, okay. Like, do you write your part first and then send it to her? Does she send you something? How does that come to be? I had Cry. So I wrote Cry um, in the studio with my pals, Ebenezer and Fangs. Um, we were just in the studio and Ebenezer was playing the guitar. Um, and I was like, I was like, give me Evanescence. And um, he gave me Evanescence. And, and then I just remember being in the studio, just like really tapping in. And I was like, and I was like really, really going for it. Um, and I think that line, the chorus came to me in like, 20 seconds um it all just came out uh because there was like i can't even do that live anymore because there was something so raw about how i first recorded it that i just can't do it again because there was it was too there's too much sadness in there that i don't feel anymore um ever be duplicated yeah it's hard it's hard to do that one again because it was i was mad as hell i needed an outlet Oh. We needed something like that. Um, and so I think the song came, it tumbled out. It needed, there are some songs that just go, they all come out just in in an hour. Something the, like how do you describe, like, what, how do you define those? Like, as songs that needed to happen, needed to come out? Um, yeah, I feel like the way the visual representation for me is kind of like, sometimes songwriting is like a cloudy sky. And you kind of just wait for the the sun for it to open up a little and the sun to shine down in the ray and go here's some creativity you should write about this right now and um then you just run over to the ray of sun and you go okay okay all right i'll write the song and then the clouds close up again and then it's a little bit more difficult i think it's a it feels more like work but then every ever so a little every once in a while the clouds part and the heavens shine down and it's just like here's a song take it fascinating thank you songwriting (laughs) is it harder for you to create these songs or these like insane music videos like does one come easier music video i'm gonna let you in a little secret i hate filming music videos it's like the bane of my existence and but I do it to myself. I do it to myself. I make my music videos the most uncomfortable processes ever. Yeah. I mean, you were, you went without seeing for like, like hours, right? A day? Yeah. It was, it was a few hours. Um, yeah. I just don't like, I just put myself into these like corsets and cover my eyes with prosthetics and thrash around in blood and just, just a whole, a whole, whole bunch of things, whole bunch of torture. Um, really uncomfortable shoes. Sometimes my hair is like, like twenty feet long and attached to the ceiling. Do you uh, think your music would hit the same without those visuals? Um, I don't know, but I, I love them both equally. I hate filming music videos, but I love. I love my music videos and my music just as much as the other. 
I feel like you've set the bar so high for your music videos. Are you worried that you're going to have to keep getting like crazier and crazier and more and more uncomfortable? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't say that. (laughs) Um, No, 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 I don't think so. I think I have enough creativity left in my body to carry me on for, for some time. I, um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't, what's the word? What's the word when you come too soon? Oh, oh, uh, pre- uh, pre-ejaculation? Pre- pre- pre-come? Yeah, pre- yeah. I love work. how Gain and I both knew, you know, like, it's, <laughs> it's clearly one of us is suffering. It's an issue everyone deals with, come on. <laughs> <laughs> there is no, there's no pre, pre-spunk, pre-eject. It's, I, I still have some in my nuts. In my creative <laughs> <months>. <laughs> Demi Devil is the album. You, you've called this mixtape. Uh, mixtape. I'm sorry about that. I know that there is a big difference there because you know the debut album, then the sophomore album. There's like a you know it needs yeah. to be done proper with the right energy and juju around it. So Demi yeah. Devil is a mixtape. It means half devil, half human. So you've called this your proudest product, your proudest work yet. Yes. Why? As we spoke about before, I am like a super, super perfectionist and I don't like anything I've made in the past. So yeah, I'm like most proud of this body of work. Uh, it's, it's the songs that I'm like, I don't know, I feel like I'm constantly getting better as a songwriter. And it's hard for me to listen to old stuff. So this to me is bearable. <laughs> bearable. Bearable. I'm so horrible. <laughs> I love my music. I do. I really do. But sometimes I'm just like, ah! like literally the day it was going to um, the vinyl press. The day I like called up my manager and I was like, I'm just really not happy with this mix. And he was like, you are the most insufferable artist I've ever worked with in my life. Um, but yeah, I like pulled it from the vinyl press and I was like, yeah, we got to change this mix. It was just like, really? I'm just, yeah. I'm so annoying. I'm so annoying. And that's. And I mean, I'm sure that made all the difference. Yeah, no, just my little quirks, you know, making everyone's life hell. When did you first dye your hair blue? It was like definitely like after a breakup. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something crazy and new. Um, and I did this. It was actually green, but it faded to blue. And I was like, blue looks better. Looks good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, should have done it way sooner. I had like just normal brown hair before. So weird. I know. Uh. I'm a real alt girl. Demi Devil is going to be the mixtape. It's coming on your birthday, February 19th, 2021. Mm-hmm. You turn 25, a quarter of a century. Ah! <laughs> Crazy to think about. <laughs> quarter of a century. Oh, my God. I'm going to be 100 before you know it. I, it, again, I can't reiterate this enough. It makes me so happy to know that you're uh, – I didn't have to talk to some weird character for all this time. I really – I mean, I love – I mean – I can interview Poppy all day. I love Poppy. She's a great pop star. You know her? The alien yeah, yeah. pop star? Yeah, yeah. That is literally exactly where my mind went to. I love it. The last question I have is, do you do those comparisons that blow up your comment section bother you, whether it's like Poppy, Melanie Martinez, all that type of stuff? 
No, those are great, super creative artists. I'm I'm honored to be in such talented company, I think. Yeah, it's very flattering. I uh, love Melanie. I love Poppy. So that's such a compliment. Are you and a people, rapper? You go. Sorry, I'm sorry. I think people just need, they need to, they need to understand you. So putting you in with their other favorite artists is just how the brain works. I do it. Everyone does it. How, how do your parents feel about your music and your career and everything you've accomplished? I mean, were, have, they, have any part of them surprised? Any part of them, or, or were they just, they just knew? Mom? You want to answer that? Yeah, I want to ask. Secret, you can't, you can't be on camera. Face is redacted. Secret identity. <laughs> how did you feel? I mean, yeah, how do you feel about your, your daughter creating this type of music and this art and, and, and reaching the level of success that she has? You can come over here. You can come over here. We'll blur, her, we'll blur your face. Don't worry. Well, I took her to the Wizard of Oz when she was like oh, four God, to see this. her cousin. And she wasn't super into it. She was like, no, I want to be there. I want to be, I want to do it. And then we would go to the store and she'd have to get, as she was growing, she'd have to get ruby slippers every year. Mom, she's what does that have to do with She's always been like this. Like, so I don't, like, I didn't feel like I was pushing her. She already was pushing herself. Okay, so when basically you- Basically trying to say, I'm not a stage mom, I promise. No, she's organically who she is. But my question is like, how do you feel? Like when you hear some of the lyrics, when you hear the style of art, because this ain't the Wizard of Oz. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's hard for a couple of years, but I'm really glad she didn't take my advice about toning it down. Because some of her messages about like the Me Too movement mm -hmm. or positivity, sexual positivity, things like that are, are really, it's just, I'm just proud of her. I'm proud pretty of amazing. I would be scared to say. And she says, oh, thank you. And sometimes it's in hindsight that I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you, you brought that up. And, and by the way, like, think about the, and, and I think about this all the time, like the next generation that have heard it, like you, you're hearing it in hindsight, but like there's tens and tens and tens and tens of millions of girls who are hearing it for the first time in 2020 vision and in the year and their whole life moving forward could be different because of it for the better. Yeah, like, you, you don't need another person's love to be complete. Like, that's said in a nice way, but she says it in high key. Dude, yeah. there's a lot of messages in the music you put out there, Ashniko. I appreciate your mom, and I appreciate your time today you. and your energy. Final thought, Daniel? No, I, I just hope we can see you, and you can come into our studio in person when it comes out, because some of these uh, titles on the album look interesting, and I want to talk about them. Have you, have you heard them? We haven't heard any of them, no. Oh. Ooh. Well, they're they're fun. Which ones are you interested in knowing more about? I can't even tell you. Um, well, the two that catch my eye are Later Boy, because it reminds me of Avril Lavigne, and then obviously Clitoris the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> that one caught your eye? <laughs> I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> oh. Um... Yeah, those two are probably my favorites. Um, well, Clitoris now, I'm listening back to it, and I'm like, God, we could have done more! But um, that's just me. That's just a little demon in my head who won't let me put out a 
a project without freaking out. Um, but uh, Later Boy is an interpolation of Skater Boy. So I nailed it. Whoa. What does yeah. that mean? Like, so are you, it's not a cover, but like, have you sampled the song? Well, I've rewritten it. Like, all the, all the melodies are from Skater Boy. Um, it's in a different key, but yeah, it's like. So will Avril technically have writing credit on this record? Yeah, yeah. Oh, have sure. you played it for her? I mean, she's heard it. She, they like haven't approved the use of this song ever since it first came out. So we were like, first we were like, we're not, they're not going to approve it. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, and then my management are wizards. They're wizards. And they just, I don't know, somehow it happened. And she likes the song and she might be involved in some way. Hopefully, please be in the video. And um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. It's so, it's like my favorite song ever. This makes me, like, I need to hear, I'm, for, I love Avril Lavigne. Like, I, 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 this is so great. This brings me deep joy. Wow. 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 To bring back Skater Boy so a whole, like, a whole new generation can enjoy that song in a new, cool way. And by the way, records that are still timeless. Avril Lavigne is a timeless artist. Exactly. I, I'm, oh, that's so exciting. Um, I'm so, I like, I can't wait for it to come out. I just, uh, I, I'm art, uh, the video is going to be just chef's kiss. I, um, that was the only reason why I was sad to push back the mixtape because I was like, but I want people to hear later, boy. I was like scared someone else was going to do it, um, which wouldn't be possible because they would have Either. to jump. 100 million hoops that it takes to clear that song um but yeah i'm i'm gassed i think it's gonna be good i think it's time it's time for skater boy to come back february 19th demi devil is the mixtape um we're gonna put a link in the description below to listen to all the music that ash nico has put out mixtape, not the album <laughs> mixtape no album yet the album will be separate it will be a debut it will be a big event there will be uh Maybe fireworks of some sort, and maybe we'll be in person. Maybe yeah. it will be a post-vaccine release. Maybe it will be a celebration for the vaccine. I think this is a great idea. Hell yes. Um, big thank you to your mom for uh, hanging out with us, too, and checking in. And Yeah, a lot of... Thanks, Mom! It's cool to feel her love and, and, and see her love for you and what you've done, and it's pretty crazy. And, and by the way, like that fairy uh, mural on your wall... I know. Definitely cool. coming through every day. I know. She definitely inspired me to want to be a, a mythical creature for my whole life. <laughs> Ashley, you go in honor. Thank you for uh, hanging out. I appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you. It's been really fun. I really appreciate it. Well, uh, album time, we're here. Yes, we will be. We will be. Thank you so much. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.